You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of the Pulse and the Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Leviticus chapter 15. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. Now this is his uncleanliness in regard to his discharge. Whether his body secretes his discharge or blocks his discharge, he is unclean. All the days that his body has a discharge or his body blocks his discharge, this is his uncleanness. Any bed the man with a discharge lies on will be unclean, and any furniture he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. The one who sits on the furniture the man with a discharge sits on must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. The one who touches the body of the man with a discharge must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. If the man with a discharge spits on a person who is ceremonially clean, that person must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Any means of riding that the man with a discharge rides on will be unclean. Anyone who touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening, and the one who carries those items must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Anyone whom the man with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. A clay vessel which the man with the discharge touches must be broken, and any wooden utensil must be rinsed in water. When the man with the discharge becomes clean from his discharge, he is to count off for himself seven days for his purification, and he must wash his clothes, bathe in fresh water, and be clean. Then, on the eighth day, he is to take for himself two turtle doves or two young pigeons, and he is to present himself before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent and give them to the priest. And the priest is to make one of them a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. So the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. When a man has a seminal omission, he must bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until evening, and he must wash in water any clothing or leather that has semen on it, and it will be unclean until evening. As for a woman whom a man goes to bed with, then has a seminal emission, they must bathe in water and be unclean until evening. When a woman has a discharge, and her discharge is blood from her body, she is to be in her menstruation seven days, and anyone who touches her will be unclean until evening. Anything she lies on during her menstruation will be unclean, and anything she sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches her bed must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Anyone who touches any furniture she sits on must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. If there is something on the bed or on the furniture she sits on, when he touches it, he will be unclean until evening. And if a man actually goes to bed with her so that her menstrual impurity touches him, then he will be unclean seven days, and any bed he lies on will be unclean. When a woman's discharge of blood flows many days, not at the time of her menstruation, or if it flows beyond the time of her menstruation, All the days of her discharge of impurity will be like the days of her menstruation. She is unclean. Any bed she lies on all the days of her discharge will be to her like the bed of her menstruation. Any furniture she sits on will be unclean like the impurity of her menstruation. And anyone who touches them will be unclean. And he must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. If she becomes clean from her discharge, then she is to count off for herself seven days, and afterward she will be clean. Then on the eighth day, she must take for herself two turtle doves or two young pigeons, 
and she must bring them to the priest at the entrance of the meeting tent. And the priest is to make one a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. So the priest is to make atonement for her before the Lord from her discharge of impurity. Thus, you are to set the Israelites apart from their impurity so that they do not die in their impurity by defiling my tabernacle, which is in their midst. This is the law for the one with a discharge, for the one who has a seminal emission and becomes unclean by it, for the one who is sick in her menstruation, for the one with a discharge, whether male or female, and for a man who goes to bed with an unclean woman. Chapter 16. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's sons when they approached the presence of the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother that he must not enter at any time into the holy place inside the special curtain in front of the atonement lid that is on the ark, so that he may not die, for I will appear at the cloud over the atonement lid. In this way, Aaron is to enter into the sanctuary with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put a holy linen tunic. Linen leggings are to cover his body, and he is to wrap himself with a linen sash and wrap his head with a linen turban. They are holy garments, so he must bathe his body in water and put them on. He must also take two male goats from the congregation of the Israelites for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Then Aaron is to present the sin offering bull, which is for himself. It is to make atonement on behalf of himself and his household. Next, he must take the two goats and stand them before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent. And Aaron is to cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and one lot for Azazel. Aaron must then present the goat which has been designated by lot for the Lord, and he is to make it a sin offering. But the goat which has been designated by lot for Azazel is to be stood alive before the Lord to make atonement on it by sending it away into the desert to Azazel. Aaron is to present the sin offering bowl which is for himself, and he is to make atonement on behalf of himself and his household. He is to slaughter the sin offering bowl which is for himself, and take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and a full double handful of finely ground fragrant incense, and bring them inside the curtain. He must then put the incense on the fire before the Lord, and the cloud of incense will cover the atonement lid, which is above the ark of the testimony, so that he will not die. Then he has to take some of the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it with his finger on the eastern face of the atonement lid, and in front of the atonement lid, he is to sprinkle some of the blood seven times with his finger. Aaron must then slaughter the sin offering goat, which is for the people. He is to bring its blood inside the curtain, and he has to do with its blood just as he did to the blood of the bull. He is to sprinkle it on the atonement lid and in front of the atonement lid. So he is to make atonement for the holy place from the impurities of the Israelites and from their transgressions with regard to all their sins, and thus he is to do for the meeting tent which resides with them in the midst of their impurities. Nobody is to be in the meeting tent when he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he goes out, and he has made atonement on his behalf, on behalf of his household, and on behalf of the whole assembly of Israel. Then Aaron is to go out to the altar, which is before the Lord, and make atonement for it. He is to take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it all around on the horns of the altar. Then he is to sprinkle on it some of the blood with his finger seven times and cleanse and consecrate it from the impurities of the Israelites. When Aaron has finished purifying the holy place, the meeting tent, and the altar, he is to present the live goat. Aaron is to lay his two hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the Israelites and all their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And thus he is to put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the desert by the hand of a man standing ready. The goat is to bear on itself all their iniquities into an inaccessible land. So he is to send the goat away into the desert. 
Aaron must then enter the meeting tent and take off the linen garments, which he had put on when he entered the sanctuary, and leave them there. Then he must bathe his body in water in the holy place and put on his clothes and go out and make his burnt offering and the people's burnt offering. So he is to make atonement on behalf of himself and the people. Then he is to offer up the fat of the sin offering and smoke on the altar. And the one who sent the goat away to Azazel must wash his clothes, bathe his body in water, and afterwards he may re-enter the camp. The bull of the sin offering and the goat of the sin offering, whose blood was brought to make atonement in the holy place, must be brought outside the camp, and their hide, their flesh, and their dung must be burned up. And the one who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may re-enter the camp. This is to be a perpetual statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you must humble yourselves and do no work of any kind, both the native citizen and the resident foreigner who lives in your midst. For on this day atonement is to be made for you to cleanse you from all your sins. You must be clean before the Lord. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest for you, and you must humble yourselves. It is a perpetual statute. The priest who was anointed and ordained to act as high priest in place of his father is to make atonement. He is to put on the linen garments, the holy garments, and he is to purify the most holy place. He is to purify the meeting tent and the altar, and he is to make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. This is to be a perpetual statute for you, to make atonement for the Israelites for their sins once a year. So he did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Mark 4. Again as he began to teach by the lake, such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the lake and sat there while the whole crowd was on the shore by the lake. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and because it did not have sufficient root, it withered. Other seed fell among the thorns, and they grew up and choked it, and it did not produce grain. But other seed fell on good soil and produced grain, sprouting and growing. Some yielded thirty times as much, some sixty, and some a hundred times. And he said, Whoever has ears to hear had better listen. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, The secret of the kingdom has been given to you, but to the outside everything is in parables, so that although they look, they may look but not see, and although they hear, they may hear but not understand, so they may not repent and be forgiven. He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand any parable? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. Whenever they hear, immediately Satan comes and snatches the word that was sown in them. These are the ones sown on rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then when trouble or persecutions come because of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among the thorns. They are those who hear the word, but worldly cares, the seductiveness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it produces nothing. But these are the ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and receive it and bear fruit, one thirty times as much, one sixty, and one a hundred. He also said to them, A lamp isn't brought to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? 
isn't it to be placed on a lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, and nothing concealed except to be brought to light. If anyone has ears to hear, he had better listen. And he said to them, Take care about what you hear. The measure you use will be the measure you receive, and the more will be added to you. For whoever has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. He also said, The kingdom of God is like someone who spreads seed on the ground. He goes to sleep and gets up night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. By itself, the soil produces a crop, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. And when the grain is ripe, he sends in the sickle because the harvest has come. He also asked, To what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable can we use to present it? It is like a mustard seed that when sown in the ground, even though it is the smallest of all the seeds in the ground, when it is sown, it grows up, becomes the greatest of all garden plants and grows large branches so that the wild birds can rest in its shade. So with many parables like these, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately he explained everything to his own disciples. On that day, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So after leaving the crowd, they took him along, just as he was in the boat, and other boats were with them. Now a great windstorm developed and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was nearly swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? So he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be quiet, calm down. Then the wind stopped and it was dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you cowardly? Do you still not have faith? They were overwhelmed by fear and said to one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him. Psalm 46, for the music director by the Korahites, according to the Alamoth style, a song. God is our strong refuge. He is truly our helper in times of trouble. For this reason we do not fear when the earth shakes and the mountains tumble into the depths of the sea, when its waves crash and foam and the mountains shake before the surging sea. Selah. The river's channels bring joy to the city of God, the special holy dwelling place of the Most High. God lives within it. It cannot be moved. God rescues it at the break of dawn. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms are overthrown. God gives a shout. The earth dissolves. The Lord of heaven's armies is on our side. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Come, witness the exploits of the Lord, who brings devastation to the earth. He brings an end to wars throughout the earth. He shatters the bow and breaks the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, stop your striving and recognize that I am God. I will be exalted over the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. The Lord of heaven's armies is on our side. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible. NetBible.com. Copyright 1996 2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.